0: Yes, I understand. You you do that. Okay. Okay, let me know as soon as you know more. Yeah? Yeah? That sounds fine. Alright. Talk to you then. And? Um, Donald's reconstructing her movement during our absence. We know that she was working on Drunk Division before she disappeared, and the last timestamp on her files is the 9th of July, so something must have happened during that weekend. There's no record of her leaving the compound, so Donald is going through all the electronic door logs and security footage we have to find out where she might have gone that day.
1: Okay. How far along is he?
0: He says he's getting close. Um, He's going to call me back in a few minutes, so let's just wait and see.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, what can I do for you?
1: Oh, uh, I came to find you because you weren't at a meeting Oh, right Um, I'm sorry, with everything going on I must have lost track of time No problem, Sven wasn't there
0: either Well, I'm not surprised I've had a bit of a chat with Sven about the recorder and he's been sulking ever since Why, what did you say? Oh, I just asked him how he got it His answer just wasn't very satisfying so I kept pressing and now he's sore because he says I was accusing him of having a wing and whatever's going on How did he get it? He found it. He found it? Just lying on the floor in the hallway. What? So he decided to keep it. Ah, okay. You see my point. Yeah, that sounds odd. Oh well, I'm sure we'll get to the bottom of this soon. Anyway, if you don't mind, let's just hold a quick meeting here. I just want to be there when Donald
1: calls. Sure, no problem. So what have you been up to? Any news on the wizard? Yeah, I'm making a bit of progress, actually. Alright, great. Tell me more. Well, I've experimented a bit with the best approach to loading tiles. You can load them all individually and have Unity compile an atlas for you. But then you obviously have to treat them as individual tiles and work out a way to use them in the code without having a huge list of them. There's also a performance concern, and it's recommended to create prefabs, which would of course take forever since we have thousands of tiles.
0: Um, Isn't that something you could do programmatically, create prefabs and import.
1: Yeah, I think so, but I chose a different approach. I created only one prefab whose sprite I can assign programmatically. It already works so that I can build the map directly in Unity. so I'm probably getting rid of the importer. Sounds good. Are you generating the map? No, I put the level generation on hold for now, and I'm focusing more on building the character and level controller. Basically taking care of all the basic stuff first. I think that's a more sensible approach.
0: Okay, great.
1: What have you been up to? You've been away again, haven't you? Uh, yes, indeed. I went to a game jam in Remscheid the weekend before last. Nice.
0: How was it? Great, actually. It was another political jam held by the Federal Agency for Civic Education, <laughs> with uh, populism as a theme. So it again involved many an interesting discussion as we collected and explored different approaches to the subject. I was especially fascinated by the question of why Populist messaging works so well on people, and why it is that we have such a hard time having our convictions questioned. Mm. So much so that we sometimes clamor to anything that affirms our beliefs, even if the thing itself is heinous and irrational. I mean, how many times have you seen this? Someone says something racist, gets called out, and Mm. instead of taking that feedback on board, they're denying it, doubling down, and attacking the person who pointed it out. Mm. Why does it happen so much? Because, of course, most of us don't think of ourselves as racist it's not part of how we perceive ourselves of our identity and if someone comes along and tells us that yes that thing we said was racist that we are indeed capable of being racist it doesn't fit it doesn't feel true one of you has to be wrong but the idea that it's you that how you perceive yourself is wrong that you are not who you thought you were is so scary that we'd rather look for something anything, to discredit the other person's claim and cling to anything that affirms how we see ourselves and the world around us. True. It's like a subconscious reflex. Exactly. And suddenly the bizarre nonsense like white genocide or reverse racism (laughs) seem much more reasonable than the idea that our self-image might be wrong, that we might have to adjust and change who we are and how we see ourselves. And I don't know why that is exactly, but it does seem similar to the fear of breaking up to me. It's like Having been in a very long, loving relationship. This is the person who's been with you through thick and thin, who you've made plans with and imagined your life together. And then suddenly it's over and you're lost. You can't imagine yourself outside the context of that relationship. You don't know who you even are and how you're supposed to go on from there. You're scared you're never going to find anyone and are never going to be happy again. Hmm. That, I think, is the same fear with having to change, only that this relationship has been with you and it's lasted your whole life. You don't know anything else. And suddenly you're supposed to say goodbye to that and throw yourself into the unknown, uncertain of who or what you are outside of it, not knowing if you're going to be okay. I think that's why you cling to this relationship against any rhyme or reason. Convince yourself that everything is fine, that the house is not on fire. And you seek proof, any proof, that what you want to believe is actually true. And then, of course, there's the additional factors of how that would affect your environment and current relationships. Right. Would you have to recognize something that would force you to distance yourself from them or would they shun you if you let this be true? I think it's all a fear of being alone and unloved and out of control. And No matter how much I think about it, I can't come up with an answer of how to help ease that fear, how to show people that changing isn't as scary as it sounds, that you will be fine and probably even happier than before. I'm not sure if that's even possible. Maybe that's just something you have to experience for yourself. Go through it again and again and witness that you do always land on your feet. I don't know. It certainly made me think uh, about how, how helpful the hostility in the discourse is. Because that of course suggests that you probably will be shunned and not receive a warm welcome if you adopt this new point of view. Problem is... You can't expect people who've been shed on their whole lives to guide each and every individual dummies who wittingly are not some harmful nonsense um, through with their personal revelation. And of course, you also have to be careful about giving them a platform and inadvertently validating harmful ideas. So what do you do? So what did you do? Well, I abandoned the idea of solving this complex mess of a problem with a single small game and instead focused on something else I'm quite interested in. (laughs) Fact-checking. I don't know if you've heard of it, but there's a German group of concerned citizens who collect supposedly confirmed reports of migrant and refugee crimes in a Google map to show how those are not isolated incidents, but that an immigrant crime wave is sweeping the nation. (laughs) which is of course their attempt to legitimize their definitively racism and xenophobia. And of course it's utter nonsense to begin with. Even though it might look like a lot if you put every case on a map compared to all crimes happening, it's actually almost nothing. And naturally there's no map of crimes committed by Germans to compare. But on top of that, a lot of this is even conjecture or simply not a crime at all. They actually list burnt toasts that triggered the fire alarm as arson to probe the numbers. Unbelievable. So, I took their map and added a small gamification layer. Like how? Well, you basically go through all the little markers, read the linked source and check if it is indeed a crime committed by a migrant or refugee, and then confirm or reject the entry. That's it. Then, of course, there's a progress bar and some statistic, but that's
1: basically all fact-checking the game. Hmm. Do you have to justify a verdict? What's stopping you from just confirming or rejecting entries based on your biases?
0: Well, sort of, I do present you with a checklist when confirming, as well as ask you to give a reason when you reject it, whether it wasn't a crime, not a refugee, or whatever else. But I don't judge your verdict beyond that, so if you want to confirm or reject everything because that's what you want to believe is true, well, you can, but at least you'll have to be actively dishonest about your reasoning. And of course, it would mean that you're purposely playing it wrong. After all, the whole idea is to confront your felt truths and think critically about the information presented to you. That's more important than ever now in the age of fake news, to question what is told to you instead of taking it at face value. And if you then see that a significant percentage of the data on the map wasn't quite legitimate, hopefully it makes you question how legitimate other information you receive in the future is as well.
1: Okay, cool.
0: Have you put it up on our website yet? No, not yet. I'm still not happy with the performance. I'll have to work out a way to handle this massive amount of data so that it's possible to navigate it smoothly. And I do hope to take care of that soon, but with everything that's going on, it might take a while. Yeah. I have completed some other projects, though, which you can find on our website. Oh? Yes, the same week of the jam, there was another game jam going on. Just a small game-a-week type of thing by my friend Sean Park, who I met in Korea. And I wrote a short visual novel called Looks Like Rain, which I submitted that same weekend. Nice. And when I got back, I saw that Ludum Dare was still on and, of course, couldn't let the chance to go for the trifecta pass by. Seriously? Of course, I'm always serious. It's a very, very basic resource management game, but I'm quite happy with it, considering I had only four hours to do it. Well, you've certainly been busy. Indeed I have. Now let's move on. Do you have any new game proposals for me?
1: Oh, yes. I have a great new idea for a project. It's called the mountain, and I came up with it because I recently read about all those frozen corpses and empty tents and oxygen tanks on Mount Everest that still lie there because they can't be transported down. And the basic idea is this. You tap rhythmically to keep running up the mountain. You have to mind your stamina and the temperature and oxygen levels and choose the safest paths up. Most of the time it's just walking, but sometimes you'll have to climb or sit out gusts of wind behind the rock. The frozen corpses and items you find lying around serve as obstacles on your way, but can be used if your equipment breaks or your oxygen runs out. The level will always be different with each playthrough as it changes through wind and snow. And the goal is not just to reach the top, but to get back down to base camp as well. Alright. What uh, happens if you don't tap rhythmically? Well, if you tap too fast, your stamina and oxygen runs out faster, and you might not be left with enough to make it back. Or if you go too slow and stop, your character might not have the strength to go on and will freeze and die. I see. That's actually not unlike the game I made for Ludum Dare,
0: a simple resource manager only that yours requires more constant input through rhythmic
1: tapping. Yeah, and the game has permadeath. And you can find the resources you had left by the corpse of your previous character. So it's a resource
0: management roguelike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we not oh, hold on. Yes? No? Yes? Hmm. Hmm, very good. Yeah. Meet me there, I'll be down in a minute. That was Donald. He tracked Tammy to the lower levels of the old tech wing. What? What is she doing down there? Well, we're about to find out.
1: Come on. I have a bad feeling about this Those are the old labs There's some seriously strange and dangerous stuff down there I know, I'm worried too You don't
0: think? I'm not thinking anything right now Come on, let's talk about it On it. What? What the hell
1: does that mean? What? Oh my god. What is can't it? Up, oh my god. Um could get 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 everyone. We need everyone down.